The Productive Woman, Episode 145. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thanks for joining me. In this episode, I'll be sharing a few tips on making the best use of your to-do list. You'll find links to resources I mentioned and more information in the show notes for this episode, which you can find at theproductivewoman.com slash 145. So I thought of this topic because I've seen and, and heard and been part of a lot of conversations lately about managing projects and tasks. Everybody's got a lot going on, a lot of things to do, and there've been you know, conversations in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group about, you know, how do you get all this stuff done? How do you keep track of everything and that sort of thing? We're we're always looking for tools and systems and tips for managing all the stuff we need and want to do. And always hoping we'll find something that'll make it a little easier and and maybe less overwhelming. So as I thought about that, I thought I would share some thoughts. I thought uh, I would share some thoughts on making the most of our to-do list and ways to make it a real tool for us and something useful. And so I came up with about, oh, 10 things, I guess. And they are to keep it appealing, keep it simple, keep it handy, keep it current, keep it habitual, keep it realistic, keep it relevant, keep it segmented, uh, keep it systematic, and keep it moving. So let me kind of go into that a little bit, spend a little time talking about each one of those and see if there's something in here that maybe you'll find helpful. I'm also going to be really interested in hearing your feedback on this because these are just some ideas that I came up with, but I don't have all the answers. I know you've got some great ideas out there and I'd love it if you'd share your thoughts as well. Uh, you can uh, comment at, at, in the show notes. There's a comment section there at theproductivewoman.com slash 145 or in the Facebook group. Um, would love to have a conversation and hear your tips and ideas. So number one, that I came up with. And these are in no particular order other than just the order I thought of them as I was uh, kind of jotting notes for this episode. So the first one I came up with is to keep it appealing. And that is choose a format you like, and then just decide to make it work. It can be digital, it can be paper, it can be a bullet journal or three by five cards or the back of an envelope or a pre-made planner Whatever works for you is fine. It really isn't the system or the tool that you use that's going to make the difference. It's how you use it, um, using it consistently and all those kinds of things. And so uh, find something that you like the look of and the feel of and the approach to, and then don't second guess your choice. Just choose something and then commit to stick with it for at least three months. Uh, in episode way back in episode 86, we talked about five reasons to change your productivity system and four reasons not to. And if you're 
one of those, you know, and I've been that way myself, you get bored with the system you're using, or you're, you're, you feel out of control. And you think, well, if I just try this other tool, or this other notebook, or this other planner, maybe that'll work better. Maybe it will, and maybe it won't. But the idea is to just pick something, and then stick with it, make that commitment that I'm going to use this for three months, no matter what, and I'm going to be real consistent about it. And then you can really make a decision about whether it's going to work for you. But I, I recommend that you go back and listen to episode 86 and see if you find some um, advice in there that's helpful. So keep it appealing, though. Make it something you enjoy using uh, that you like the look and feel of. Number two is to keep it simple doesn't need to be a big, complex, crazy, you know, system to, to work for you. I always say, keep it as simple as possible, but as robust as you need it to be. And so if you don't have a lot of different projects going on at any time, or you say you're, you are, uh, a work from home mom and your, your primary focus is your home and your kids. Maybe you don't need a really robust, complex, um, digital system. Maybe a simple notebook or a pre-made planner is going to work for you. Don't get any more, you know, crazy than you need to be in terms of color coding and lots of tags and, and, and all those different things that you can do. All of those have their place and all of them can be helpful in the right circumstance, but don't go there until you need to go there. If, and, and we do talk about that some in episode 86, um, reasons why you might want to change. If it's not working for you and you're using it consistently and it's still not working, then maybe you need to kind of build on the system a little bit, but start out by keeping it simple. Um, just a, a list on a piece of paper may be a great place to start if you're not using anything yet. So keep it appealing, keep it simple, keep it handy. That's number three. Whatever system or tool you're using, you need to develop the habit of using it consistently. And that means you need to have it with you at all times. So whether it's a notebook, an app on your phone, or a stack of three by five cards in your pocket, have it with you wherever you are, uh, because then you can use it in the way that uh, to-do lists and, and task managers need to be used. For me, that's why I use the primary task manager that I've used for years is OmniFocus. And I'll put a link for this in the show notes, but hey, go back to keep it simple. Don't go out looking to change if, you, if what you're using works for you. But I like OmniFocus because I have the, the OmniFocus app on my Macs, on my iPhone and on my iPads, and they all sync with each other. So wherever I am, if I think of something that I need to do or consider doing, I can add it, even dictate it on my phone right into the app and it'll be there. And then when I come back to my computer to process all these things, it's all right there. Most digital task managers have that feature that you can have it on your phone and your computer or whatever. Um, and a paper planner should be probably if you're out and about a lot, then consider using a, a, a paper planner that's a size that's going to fit into your, your purse or the bag that you carry with you all the time instead of a great big huge book. If you're always in one place then and you like a big note, you know, full-sized 
notebook, then that's awesome. But if you travel around a lot, you're probably not going to want to carry that with you everywhere. And then you're going to have to default back to trying to remember things until you get to where your planner is. So create, choose a system that works for your life, the life you have, not the life you wish you have had. Um, and, um, and make sure it's with you wherever you go. Number four is keep it current. And this goes back to why you need to keep it handy. You need to put everything in it. You will never have peace of mind about what the things you need to do if you're trying to remember those things, even if it's just one or two. And we've talked in the past about, you know, how the brain works and how many things it can hold at any given time. And everything that you're trying to remember uses up a little brain power, a little, a little mental energy that can be better be used for creative things instead of trying to store and remember these things. Uh, and so you want to use a tool, a to-do list, uh, that you will put everything in everything you need to remember all your, tasks and projects and things you're considering doing and all, you know, phone calls you need to make and all those things all need to go in here. Now, some people will say, well, yeah, I, I did that. I did a brain dump of everything that's on my mind that I need to do. And now I have so many things to do. I'm just overwhelmed and I can't, can't uh, function. Well, yeah, I've been there. We we've all been there, but remember a couple of things. Just because you've captured all this stuff out of your brain and put it into your planner, whether it's digital or paper, doesn't mean you actually have to do all those things, but all those things were in your brain anyway, distracting you and using that mental energy. So by getting them out of your head into your to-do list, your planner, whatever you're using, you actually give your brain a chance to rest and give yourself the ability to evaluate those things rationally and decide what you're going to do, what you're not going to do, and when you're going to do the things that you do. The, the way that a to-do list or a task manager, project manager, whatever you want to call it, works best is if everything you need to do goes in there. And we'll talk about how to keep it from becoming so completely overwhelming uh, in a minute. But, you know, again, all those, the reason it's so helpful is you're getting them out of your head where they were in there anyway and keeping you distracted. So you're keeping it appealing, you keep it simple, you keep it handy, you keep it current. And then number five, keep it habitual or keep it top of mind. And, and what I mean by that is you've got to check it all the time. So there, are, we'll talk in a minute about the, the process of, of using it, but it, it's sort of, there are two steps. There's the capturing everything. There's getting it all in to your system, but that doesn't help you if you put it there and you forget. And a lot of people are hesitant to use a to-do list or a planner or whatever, because they think, well, I'll put it in there and I won't, I forget to check it. I won't remember. And so then things won't get done. So instead I've got little post-it notes all over my house or, you know, on my steering wheel of my car. Well, that's part of, part of the process of making your to-do list really work for you is to develop that habit of checking it regularly. And you may need to set an alarm with a reminder to check it at regular times until it becomes a habit. It doesn't take that long for it to become habitual. If you have, even if you just set a couple times a day that you 
routinely check your to-do list. What's, what's on there that needs attention now? What's, you know, what's, um, uh, what's up next kind of thing. So have a couple regular times to do, to do that. Maybe ever each time you finish a task, you check your list, you know, you go there to check it off and there's something very satisfying about checking off something off your list. And then take just a moment to look at what's next. You know, again, you're taking that time to check it, make it a part of your morning and your end of day ritual. So in the morning, while you're having your cup of coffee or, you know, whatever you do as part of your morning routine, take five minutes to check your to-do list and remind yourself what's up on deck today. What do I need to do tomorrow? You know, that kind of thing. Just a few minutes to check it and make sure you're not um, forgetting what you've got on there. And then in the evening or, you know, at the end of your work day, check it one more time. Did I get everything done that I intended to do today? What's up for tomorrow that maybe needs a, a little preparation before I you know, pack it in for the evening, that sort of thing. Um, but just set those regular times to check your list. That's so important that you get everything in there, but then you check it regularly to make sure you're, you're keeping on top of things. Number six, keep it realistic. Now this may sound a little contradictory to what I just said, but Keeping it realistic means a couple of things. It means don't fill your daily to-do list with more than a human being can possibly do. And I have been as guilty as anybody else of just, you know, having this really ambitious to-do list, all these things I'm going to get done on a given day. And, um, you know, it's impossible. There's only a certain number of hours in a day and, you have to leave some some white space to to deal with interruptions when things don't go right when you know your car breaks down or whatever there's got to be some margin in your time uh, and not fill up every moment with a an endless list for a single day um, be realistic in what you can accomplish in the time you have available taking into account your uh, your regular commitments the kids you're caring for your clients your own health and all those sorts of things but be realistic about what you allocate for any particular day keeping it realistic also means making sure it's filled with tasks and not projects. And we talked about this in some depth in episode 130, what's on your to-do list. And we talked about the difference between a project and a task. So I'm not going to go over that again, but just a reminder that when you put things on your to-do list, you should break them down into the smallest possible components, things that can be done uh, in one sitting in one location and when you write them, write uh, when you write your um, your tasks on your to do list, start with an action verb. So instead of putting on your list, uh, you know, say you need to revamp your closet, um, don't just write closet on your list, but an actual action you can take. So you you know instead of closet, you write clean closet. Now that's actually a project and it's actually one that I need to work on this coming weekend. But, um, but you get the idea that, that a task on your to-do list should be, should start with an action verb, something you can do. Call mom, take dry cleaning to dry cleaner, write thank you note, 
make them things you can actually do and not just a, a vague idea. Be real specific and be realistic. Number seven is to keep it relevant or keep it focused. And that is just a reminder that the tasks on your to-do list should reflect your priorities. They should include, you know, we all have the things that we need to do in terms of, you know, getting groceries to put on the table or, um, you know, writing that report for work or organizing our closet or, you know, whatever those things are that need to be done. But your to-do list on a regular basis should include tasks that will move you forward on your goals, both professional and personal. It shouldn't just be the, the mundane stuff that has to get done because although that needs to be there, but you need, it's important for us to carve out time and put ourselves on our to-do list. Those things that we really care about that really matter to us personally, those should be reflected in our to-do list as well as the, the stuff that's important just to keep the, the daily life going. Okay. So that was number seven. So let me go back. We're keeping, keep it appealing, keep it simple, keep it handy, keep it current, keep it habitual or top of mind, keep it realistic and keep it relevant and focused. We, we want to be doing the things that, that the, the tasks that are going to keep us moving forward and things that we look forward to put some fun things on there too. Number eight is keep it segmented. And I mentioned earlier um, you know, I talked about uh, briefly about a, a brain dump, getting everything on there. And it can, you can have just one place that has everything that you're thinking of on the list. But in order for it to really be functional, I think it's helpful to segment it in certain ways. So now if you only have a couple of things that you're working on or a couple of tasks that need to be done, this doesn't matter so much. But if you have a lot of tasks, considering, consider having a, a separate list where you just brain dump everything that's on your mind. Okay. That's for capturing all that stuff, kind of an inbox. And then your regular to-do list for day to day. The second list would be comprised of things that you pull from the first list for a specific day. Um, and I'll give some examples maybe in a second here, but Digital task managers let you do this all in one place. So most digital task managers have an inbox feature where you can just put everything in as it comes to you, whether you sit down and do a brain dump and just enter task after task after task and just into that inbox, or you're out and about and you remember, oh, I got to remember to call so-and-so about the thing. Um, and you can just toss that into the inbox, so to speak, type that in real quick or dictate it and let it go into the inbox and it can just sit there. Then later on, you can process those things in the inbox by adding tags or some, some digital task managers call them labels, uh, maybe a separate, separate tag for work items, for home items, for personal tasks, for things related to a hobby or by assign uh, part of processing could be assigning dates, uh, different ways. And we talked about this on uh, back in that episode 130, I think, on what's on your to-do list. But the idea is to um, 
set set up those tags and the dates and things that that let you see only what you want to see on any given day. Okay? Then pay, you can do the same thing with paper task managers if you prefer to use a paper to-do list. Maybe you have a a planner with page for where you capture everything that's on your mind. And then from that, you pull out the three to five things you're going to do today and just write those on a three by five card or, you know, on a calendar page for the day or however you want to do so that you're not, when you're in the thick of getting through your day and doing all your stuff, you're not looking at that big mass of information, the big um, complete list. You're just looking at the things you have already decided you're going to do today. If you get all those done, you can go back to the master list and pull out something else, but you don't have to be if you don't want to, you know, you've, you've said, this is what I'm going to accomplish today. And, and you're, you're allowed to say I'm done for the day. Um, I use my bullet journal for that second list. So I use OmniFocus. That's where my master project slash task list to-do list is. And I have it sort of, you know, tagged and, and set up in ways that I can look at like what phone calls do I need to make or what errands do I need to run or what, uh, what projects or what tasks do I need to do for the productive woman today? What tasks do I need to do for my household? I, you know, I have lots of different ways I can look at it. But every evening I set up my page, uh, the next day's page in my bullet journal, and I list the three to five, if I'm really going wild, you know, six or seven or eight things that I'm going to do that day. I pull those off the master list, put them there, and that's what I'm going to look at as I'm going through the day. These are the things I've intentionally decided I'm going to focus on today, and I'm I'm going to work on those until I get them done. And then maybe I'll go back and look at the other thing, uh, the master list. The other thing to think about is to consider having um, what I think David Allen coined the term a someday maybe list for things that you might want to do someday or that you might want to do, but you haven't decided for sure. It's just an idea, a thought you've had about a, a project you might undertake and that you're going to think about it later get it out of your head, put it somewhere. We'll have a list. If it's in your notebook labeled someday, maybe if it's in your digital task manager, have a tag for someday. Um, and those things go there and you can go look at those whenever, uh, you know, whenever you want to, uh, to think about, all right, do I want to do these things? Do I, you know, I've put this thing on my list. It seemed like a good idea at the time. Is it still a good idea? And if you have a routine or a habit of regularly reviewing your your inbox and your someday maybe list, then you're not going to lose those ideas. You don't have to use any mental energy to sort of keep them because you've put them in a safe place that you know you're going to go back and look at later. And at that time, each time you review, you read through those and you say, you know, I really still want to do that, but not yet. Or you know, I had that on my list and I've thought about it some more. I'm ready to pull that out of the someday maybe list, put it into my active project list and really get started working on it. So keep your list segmented in and set up in that you can see it in ways that make sense to you that are useful to you each day or at any given time. 
and and that helps you for, keep helps keep from getting overwhelmed with all the things that you have on there. Number nine is to keep it systematic. Follow the steps for using the to-do list. And a lot of this I got from David Allen's uh, book, Getting Things Done, a lot, you know, a great foundational book, the system that he talks about, the kind of the steps, and they really should be separate steps. And the, they are to capture, to process, to do, and to review. All right, so capture is just getting the stuff, catching it as it comes through your mind. And instead of saying, I'll remember to do that, don't, don't even do that. Just capture it, put it somewhere, have a place to put them, these ideas, these thoughts, these uh, reminders that you need until you've, you're ready to process them. So sometimes people think, well, I, you know, using a digital task manager, that's too much trouble to enter it and put it on the, in the place it needs to be and I'll decide whether it's a, a, an errand or a to do or whatever, but you don't have to do that when you capture it. You can just put it, as I've said before, every digital task manager has an inbox feature. If you use a paper thing, you can actually use a, actually use a physical inbox or a page in your notebook that's just for jotting notes as you think of them. And then during the time you've set aside for the next step, you can do decide where does this go? What tags should I put on this? When is it due? All that sort of thing. The first step though is just to capture the stuff, to know have a place where you know you've got everything and you're not going to forget it because it's put in a safe place. The second step is to process those things. So you, when you have scheduled time for that step of processing, you sit down and you look at what you've caught and you caught in, you know, in the capture phase, you organize it, you kind of sort it out. Well, these are, this is a phone call. This is an errand. This is a document I need to draft. This is a conversation I need to have with somebody. This is a, you know, something I need to buy, whatever, whatever it is, a bill I need to pay. Um, all you sort them into the, the categories that make sense to you. There's not a right way to do this. It's what, however your brain works is okay. Organize them, prioritize them, and schedule when you're going to work on them. So that's the second step. You capture, then separately you process. Uh, the third step, and I, you know, the order of these are kind of can change, but is to do them. Actually make a plan for doing them. Actually get the stuff done. And then the fourth step of the system of being systematic about it is the review. And I've already talked about that, but it really is important that you have a regular time to review these, uh, what you've got on your to-do list. This is how your brain knows you can trust the system because you've, you have set regular times to review what's there and confirm to yourself that nothing is slipping through the cracks. And part of what you do when you review is just, it's okay to decide, you know, I thought this was something I wanted to do or needed to do, but I really don't. And I'm not going to do it. I'm, I made a decision that it's not important to me right now and you can delete it and that's okay. So that's the system to capture, to process, to do the things, to review your lists, make sure that you're staying on top of what's there. And number 10 is to keep it moving. 
Having a list won't create any progress unless you actually schedule time to do the things that are on the list. When something is on your to-do list for a particular day, note when you're going to do it. If it's important, put time on your calendar to work on it. Make it, um, make it concrete in that sense. You've, if you've got something on there that you've decided is important to you for whatever reason, then decide when are you going to do it? So you've gone through your master list and, you know, to, as I'm recording this, it's Tuesday and I may go through my master list and pull out five things that I'm going to do tomorrow on Wednesday. And I write that on my um, daily page four in my bullet journal. When am I going to do those things? And I can look at the calendar and say, okay, I've got meetings at this time and this time. I've got a phone call with this one. I have a mastermind at that time. And here's this thing I need to do. All right, it can fit in between that meeting and that phone call. And that's when I'm going to work on this piece of my to-do list. If it's important, I will actually make an appointment with myself. And so there are certain things that I do when it's, you know, for recording an episode of the podcast, I actually put it on my calendar and make an appointment with myself that this is when I'm going to record this episode of the podcast. Things, things that are important. You don't need to schedule everything, not, you know, everything needs to, to, um, go on your calendar, but if it's important, consider scheduling an appointment with yourself to work on it. And on the other hand, also don't set phone, phony deadlines for yourself. And we talked about that, um, in the previous episodes, when we've talked about project managers and task managers, if we set phony deadlines that don't really mean anything, we're not going to keep them. And then our brain will say, yeah, see, I knew I couldn't trust you. You said you were going to take care of this and you didn't. We need to honor the commitments we make to ourselves just as much as we, we do the commitments we make to anybody else. We've talked about that before. Um, so set deadlines when they matter, but make them real deadlines and honor those, honor those commitments that you make to yourself. So, uh, you know, just to reiterate the, the things we've talked about to keep whatever you're using for a to-do list, uh, or a task manager, keep it appealing, make it something you like, keep it simple so that it's, that you actually will use it, keep it handy so that you will be habitual about using it keep it current, put everything in it, keep track of it, cross things off or delete them as they're done or discarded. Keep it habitual and top of mind. Keep it realistic, keep it relevant and include those tasks that will move you in the direction of accomplishing the goals that you've set for yourself. Keep it segmented so it's not so overwhelming. Keep it systematic, follow the steps to use it and keep it moving, actually get the stuff done. There really is no magic wand that will make it permanently simple and easy to get all our stuff done. But there are some things we can do that'll make it less overwhelming. It's not about the tool specifically. There's not a right tool out there that's going to work for everybody. The best tool for you is the tool you'll actually use. And, um, you know, so, so look for that choose something, stick with it for at least three months and see how it goes. So what do you think though? What do you use for a to-do list and how's it working for you? I'd love to hear from you about that. 
your suggestions, your tips for making it work better, or your questions about how you specifically could um, manage your to-do list better. I would love to hear those. You can share your questions or your thoughts about this topic in the comments section of the show notes for this episode, which you find at theproductivewoman.com slash 145. You can also post a comment or question about this in uh, on the Productive Woman Facebook page, or if you're in the community uh, Facebook group, post it there. I'm, I'm loving the conversations we have there. Other people have, uh, you know, asked similar kinds of questions, and there's just some great wisdom in that group uh, that I that I learn from really every time I go in there. If you haven't already joined us, please do so. Join us in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group. If you haven't heard before, <laughs> uh, maybe you're new and this is your first episode, we have a private group on Facebook where we can meet up and interact more. It, it's I, I love doing the podcast, but that's this is just me talking. I like to hear from you and, and have a conversation. And so we can do that in the Facebook group and talk about our productivity questions and encourage each other. You can find the group on Facebook. Just look for the Productive Woman Community or go to theproductivewoman.com slash group and then click on the join button. I'd love to see you in there. Uh, I want to ask again a little favor. If you enjoyed this episode or if you you like the podcast in general, I, I would love it if you'd help me grow the community. Tell a friend about it. Maybe you know someone who's interested in productivity and in, and in you know, sharing ideas about making a life that matters, tell her or him uh, about the Productive Woman podcast, show them how to subscribe. Uh, you, if, you can always share episodes by going to the show notes. They're on the website at theproductivewoman.com, whichever episode you want to share. There are social sharing buttons in each episode, show notes, that you can just click on a button and share that episode on your Facebook profile or in, uh, if you use Google, um, Google plus or on Twitter or Instagram, I think there's an Instagram one. I know there's a Pinterest one. Uh, so that's a way that you can share an episode that you find particularly helpful. And I'd appreciate it if you do and tag me. So I know you did it and I can thank you. Um, I think that's it. Oh, oh, I wanted to mention, I've been saying I was going to do this for a while and I, I put it on my to-do list and did it. Uh, so I've recently updated the website to include some information about my one-on-one -on -one productivity coaching program. So uh, there's been information there about the mastermind groups, which were in the midst of the spring masterminds and having such great conversations there. Um, hi to the ladies who are in the groups. Really appreciate these these really smart and, and caring women. But anyway, now I've got the um, the page up on the coaching program. So if you'd like some personalized help one on one in managing your to do list, for instance, or in setting and achieving your goals, finding focus in your journey to making a life that matters, I would love to work with you. And so you can visit the new work, uh, the new work with me page and click on the productivity coaching link and you'll uh, see more about the program there and how we can maybe work together. Uh, you can also just go to the, pro the productive woman.com slash coaching, and that'll take you right to that page. 
Um, And that's it for this episode of The Productive Woman. I really appreciate you spending this time with me. I hope there was something in this that was helpful to you. I look forward to hearing your thoughts and your ideas on how we can make our to-do lists work for us better. And I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.